<laughs> I've, I've done my best, right? Google's not helping me. I even like went to Reddit and was like, like good Dave Mustaine lyrics, just typing shit like that. Like, nope. you know, it's nope. coming up. I'm like, fuck, man. Want to get started? <laughs> I was just like, fucking teaser, man. Don't. <laughs> yeah, we can put that on the Patreon. Oh. Oh, yeah, we can. Do anyway. Um, we are, oh, we are recording. Sorry, I'm not sure. Dude, it's. I don't know. Well, I'm a lot of pain physically, mentally, and emotionally today. So I apologize in advance for not bringing my A game. But uh, I'm Devin. I'm Mike. And uh, welcome to our sincerest condolences. Um, I don't know what episode number this is. Uh, I think it's it's a two-parter, so I think it's seven and eight. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to do like separate numbers, like seven and a half? Yeah, this was a se- yeah, seven and a half and then eight and 48, 53rds. Mm-hmm. Smart. Um, yeah, we have a special guest today. So our friend Chella is with us. Hello. <laughs> um, and what I'm excited about is we have very different musical tastes. I, th- I think we align in certain ways. But I think the things we disagree on, we strongly disagree on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's usually how I disagree. I, there's no soft disagreement with that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think this this is going to be fun. Um, and today's episode is... What are we doing today? So we're doing two different things today. Mm-hmm. The first half is going to be... We didn't decide which to start, so I'm just going to make the call right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bad lyrics by bands we by artists we like. So band artist doesn't matter. Someone we like, someone we love that we otherwise really respect and enjoy their music. But some moment when man, they just fucked it up, <laughs> like just absolutely <laughs> just fumbled. Um, and then the second half will be the opposite: good or great lyrics by bands that we don't listen to or don't. You know, or don't normally enjoy. That list was, weirdly enough, a lot easier for Dude, me. I found that one to be oppressive. Like, that list was really... <laughs> like, I came up with that list with nothing. With, like, the bad lyrics, my bands I like. Same thing. I had to go to, like, Reddit, and I had to be like, man, what is the song I actually don't like by that band? Like That wasn't that hard for me. It was... I, I had the opposite. I could not... Because when I don't like something, I seriously do not like it. Right. So it's like... I can't find, I cannot find the good in, in some things, but then like the first couple, the first two, maybe it's like, Oh, for sure. And then it just got like, um, like a fucking string board on <laughs> right. in my brain. It was right. terrible. <laughs> I had a really time, hard time starting on that one. And then I was just like, who are my four least favorite artists? And <sighs> Just four, huh? Well, I tried to, <laughs> again, I tried to get a fifth one, but it, it turns out Dave Mustaine doesn't write good lyrics. <laughs> I just so hard no. to find. And the man's got riffs and that's it. And he sounds like a, sounds like a cartoon character. But anyway, that, that's next episode. Hello, so me. It's the real me. <laughs> but yeah, let's start, let's start with, with this episode. That's before classic. Why, why don't we have our guest kick it off? Sure. I like that. Yeah, well... Um... I am, as some people know, a pretty big fan of the band Fish. Uh, I have been since I was 17, um, and I'm 45, believe it or not. Uh, 
And so that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And they've been a band for like 40 years now. So, you know, things are going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> Mistakes yeah. are going to get it's a, made. a lot of drugs. A lot yeah. of drugs. Well, they're sober now. Okay. Oh, as of like today? <laughs> yeah. I thought about that a lot with like the first one I'm going to talk about. I was like, this man's written songs as long as I've been alive. Like, A, that's incredible. B, you're going to fuck up. You're going to fuck up. That's yeah. a lot. You're going to fuck that's up. That's a lot of time. I mean, yeah. So... <laughs> They're not, Fish is not known for, you know, their deep lyrical content in the first place. Like, you know, your hands and feet are mangoes is not uh, poetry. (laughs) And that's a song I I really like. Uh, But I, they they really took a turn. They really took a fucking nosedive in like 1997 or eight. I want to say maybe eight. Um, But... I would go to I would go on tour because I was young and I didn't have a care in the world. And the world was a different place for a gal to just go out for two weeks on the road. Dude, that was pre nine eleven, man. It yeah. sure shit was. <laughs> so we would go and I you know, all over the northeast and I remember vividly being on a lot of LSD um in Pennsylvania. And hearing the song that I put on the playlist um, for the first time. The song is called Farmhouse. Yeah, it like, is. I like where this is going. Fucking stupid. And like, <laughs> I'm standing on the lawn, you know, I'm with my, my friends and we're all having a great time. Balls to the walls. Right. Face melting show. It was so good. And then all of a sudden they just start with this weird uh, country guitar and you're like, hmm, I wonder. And then they go, welcome, this is a farmhouse. We have cluster flies, alas. And this time of year is bad. <laughs> and I back straightened and I said, what the fuck is this? And threw my water bottle at the stage. I was nowhere near the stage. Yeah, right. So it probably, probably hit somebody. Probably hit somebody. Yeah. It was, you know, it's the late 90s. It was different times. But I was, I never had such a quick gut reaction of fuck this shit ever in my life up to this point. And like, I, I was angry. I was angry. This some yeah. farmhouse makes me angry. They continue to play it. Do they really? Yes. It, which <laughs> people fucking love it. People think it's great. And like the fish has gotten like pretty egregious in their lyrical content over it. Like right. they, they've slid solidly into shitty, like pandering dad rock at this point. Like they have a song called blaze on, Ugh. put your nightshades on. You've got one life to, you know, it's like fucking wow. garbage. Yeah, totally. But I really think that it all started with Farmhouse, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the blame solidly that's, uh, on that's, that's the, 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 the decline of <laughs> the Roman Empire right. started with Farmhouse. That's a good kick. That's a good one to kick off, man. Like, yeah. now, I know, fish was tough for me because I. Oh really? Well, well, this is the, the reason it was tough is because I really respect them as musicians, and I always have. Sure, they're great. And so I, and I have always prided myself as someone who can listen to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like it. I want, and I really tried and I did listen to, I don't know. I, I think they lost me when one of my friends, cause I think they've been around. I think it was in high school. The first time I heard them. Absolutely. And somebody played me a fucking song about like a bus. 
And I was just like, man, nah, no, 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 I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this today. And today became ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't do well with long music, like stuff that meanders. Is that true, though? Because I, you guys listen to, like, spacious, like, heavy music, right? Some stuff, sure, but, like, I don't really love Doom. Okay. And I don't really love stoner metal. Okay. Um, sleep is the exception, but I guess, like... Sleep is the exception for everybody. But, but everybody I, loves sure, sleep. But that's why I, mean, I feel like... When I think of them, I'm like, I, I I need this, and I don't need to deviate from this. And I don't know. Also, I, I think what killed me, I never gave Fish a chance because the Grateful Dead made me angry when I was Yeah, kid. I fucking hate the Grateful Dead. Um, <laughs> mostly because I thought the, the logo and the name was the coolest shit ever. I thought that was like the hardest name ever. Yeah, so I was like 14, and I bought it, and I took it home, and it was not yeah. what my like Metallica and Pantera brain wanted. No. And I just got angry. I, I felt bamboozled. I, 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 <laughs> I had, I grew up, so I grew up, because I grew up in the Bay Area, and that's where the dead were Absolutely. From. Like, I was seeing those stickers ever since I was a little kid, so I already knew it was some bullshit, but that, for me, like, I agreed. Like, even early on, I was like, man, this is the sickest artwork. I just want just the worst me. music, like. I just want to fight riffs and screaming, and I was not getting that. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, there's riffs, and there's riffs with yeah, there's, fish. There's yes. I just gave out. I was, I, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think also I, it was pretty obvious I was going in an entirely different direction. I was like, this ain't this. Oh, for sure. It's not, it's not Man, me. maybe that's an episode we should have. Because you're right. There there are riffs, technically. Yeah. That would be a fun episode. Just like, does it have riffs and just, but not heavy bands at all. Right. Okay. Can do. I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I'm going to make a note of it. I'm going to make a note of it. Now, you guys. A lot of ideas coming out. I know, right? Oh. The machine is on. <laughs> right. <laughs> the legwork is hard. I'll just say that. <laughs> Uh, you guys don't listen to, you didn't, you have not heard probably Farmhouse ever in your life. Never. I didn't even know it existed until you just said it out loud. Okay. I, I would like you to hear it. <laughs> I think it is. I will check your playlist out after. I just don't like to educate myself going into these things. I enjoy the, uh, the, the fun of just hearing what somebody says out loud and being like, okay, where we go with this? Okay. Okay. So. I just, I hope, you know, someday... We'll be at the bar, and you guys can tell. Give me your thoughts on because it's just there's so many parts of it that are just fucking terrible. The lyrics, they just keep going. (laughs) What the fuck is a cluster fly? Alas, yeah, no, it's alas. Song. I'm very excited to listen to this. Like very excited Uh, because I know it's gonna suck. This time of year is bad. (laughs) Through a fucking water bottle. Okay. What do you got, Devin? All right. Man, this, is, <laughs> this is a tough list. So I'll start with one of my favorite artists of all time, um, which is Ozzy. And it was really easy to go to the last 75% of his career. Absolutely. So I'm right away from that, and I chose to stay in the 80s, um, which made it a little more difficult because, truthfully, like a lot of it is pop lyrics. I mean, it's catchy and they're simple, but that's the spirit behind it. However... Going all the way back to Diary of a Madman, and there's a song on it that I totally forgot about called Little Dolls. Oh, no. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, that title right away. Yeah, that title. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll start here. Um, and obviously, this is his first solo record. But that being said, the last two, like Technical Ecstasy and Never Say Die, weren't the beacons of Sabbath, with, like gems that the previous records were. So he wasn't coming from this amazing place. Um, oh, man. So the lyric is, and I, I believe this is the chorus. I only went through it once, 
because I couldn't I couldn't do it a second time. Um, and I have it on vinyl, and I don't know why. I don't know if like my brain just shuts off when the song plays. Right, right. It's like it's like the mental bathroom break. Uh-huh. Um, but the lyric is, "But what you gonna do about it? You broke the rule. You've been a fool. The little doll is you." I'm leaving. Yeah, it's God. It's that the song sucks. specifically is about voodoo dolls and like that type of thing. Yeah, but it, to the best I can. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Time out. There's a lot more. Like, I'm not going to dig the rest up because none of it's good. But how is it about a voodoo doll? Well, it just becomes this story of like, he writes about a voodoo doll and like the punishments and like things of that nature. Okay. And then it twists into this like, you're fucking yourself in life kind of song. Okay. Okay. And he twisted it around, which was not clever. Yeah, no. Um, no. <laughs> it had riffs. I mean, yeah. Musically, maybe that's why. After all these years, like I couldn't think of it because I've heard that record a thousand times, and perhaps like the song is strong enough without the lyrics that my brain just moves past it and we keep going. Yeah, like it turns into um, lyrical music. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And it does. I mean, God, there's like thank God for the bomb as a term. Like that song has some really awful lyrics, and that was a little bit later. But I fucking love Ozzy. I know he's imperfect. <laughs> but, again, like I don't know. I was a man been making music 50 plus years. Right. So, not all, not all going to be gems. Well, you know that Bill Ward wrote yep. basically all of the Sabbath songs up to Technical Ecstasy and Never Say Die, which, yep. by the way, the title track, Never Say Die, is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Black Sabbath songs. I'm not songs. saying they don't have songs, but I think as a collection, they're, they're terrible. They're terrible. Really bad. No, Bill Ward wrote all the good shit. Um, and I think, I know, what I can say at the top of my head is, I venture to guess that Ozzy didn't either didn't write that song or didn't write it by himself. Um, yeah, I think with the solo stuff, like, whoever helped was not. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Fuck them. The little doll is you. Mm-hmm. Only, the problem is like there's only eight tracks on the album. Like you couldn't. Oh my down, god. Couldn't thin it down to eight good ones. Like, <laughs> the first two records are only eight tracks, which I think is nice. And I don't know. Right. You don't understand. You're welcome. But I don't know what that was. Yeah, so it's a bathroom break in the middle of the album. <laughs> where, where in the album is it? Is it in the middle? Yeah, but like middle second half. I want to say it's like track five or six. Okay, um, that tracks. You can't end on it. No, but, it, but it's at the beginning of the B side, which you usually want to kick it off a little stronger. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people didn't take that into consideration. Like especially, sure, yeah. especially in the eighties when so much stuff was moving to CD. I, pe- I feel like people, so many bands when they were sequ- sequencing their albums. Mm-hmm kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Like, and so they would, they would like front and back load. I remember there was a thing, I know a lot of like hair metal bands were doing it and like, they're like last gasp. So in like the early nineties, but there was this like standard format where you have like the first two songs were your lead off singles. Yep. Then song four or five was a power ballad. Sure. Then you had a bunch of completely unlistenable bullshit, sure. and then the last song was another power ballad. I guess I'll kill <laughs> like, I, I swear I bought like four or five CDs that all have that exact format. Like, and he put out two records within a year. This was technically his second solo record, but not by much. Right. I mean, he put out uh, Blizzard of Oz in 1980. But I mean, Sabbath did the same shit, though. They were pumping out a record a year. And I guess oh, yeah. That was just the way it worked back then. Well, yeah. Drugs are expensive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it, it got worse until it got better. <laughs> and yeah, we, we've talked about my love of uh, No More Tears and that, that album as a whole. Yeah, No More Tears is amazing. I love No More Tears. I think that record is brilliant. It's great. But it's also Zach Wilde and these youthful ones. Yeah. Fresh air. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so. I feel like that for you guys probably came out 
your preteen years, teen years. Yeah, it was like middle school for me. Right. So that's it was like high school for me. No that's one cares. a formative the very high school. Yeah, formative time. Like some, yeah. I still like totally adore some bands from that, and it's oh, like, totally. oh, I know they're not. Good. Yeah, exactly. But there's like sense memory. No, but when Zach Wilde hits that guitar solo Dude. after like the seagulls and shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so <laughs> sick. After the seagulls. It's so sick. Oh, it's like ocean sounds in the yeah. middle of the song. And then the riff hits in and you're like, it doesn't matter. The riff's sick as fuck. I don't know what you yeah. had. Like, no. It's just this like build that was unnecessary. They cut out the single, but if you play it on the album, you get yeah. all the singles. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, and the weird like recording where he's like I, I swear to god I didn't know what the, he was saying I, I think he was saying like he who laughs last but I honestly for years years owning the record and everything thought it was just he who flab <laughs> like because I was just like but no, that wouldn't surprise me with Ozzy because he's He's uh, been brain dead since like eighty one. <laughs> like, his enunciation isn't the clearest. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, oh, I guess that's a lyric. Well, probably you probably actually heard that. That's not what the lyric is, but it's very possible that's what came out of his face. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. All right, Mike. What you got, dude? So my first one uh, again. Yeah, in the in the Wayback Machine. Uh, and I I didn't take your route of trying to challenge myself to go earlier in their career because I was just like, nah, the second half of their career is fucking bullshit. Um, but it's one of my favorite bands of all time. It's The Cure. And to me, The Cure... To me, the end of their career was the Wish album in 1992. It's a brilliant fucking record. From front to back, I love every single song. And everything past that was complete bullshit. Don't get fucked. <laughs> and so, it was the album right after that... Um, I think it was, the album was called The 13th, but the single was called Mint Car. Yeah, that's all. And I just remember, it, it was the, one of the first times I felt like with an artist where I was like, you're literally trying to rip off yourself because they're like trying to recreate <laughs> like the happy feeling of that song, Friday I'm in Love, which was one of their biggest hits. Mm -hmm. And so I just, like the lyric, when I went back and looked at the lyrics, so the, like this stanza specifically was like, the sun is up, I'm so happy I could scream, and there's nowhere left. Nowhere else in the world I'd rather be than here with you. It's perfect. It's all I ever wanted. Oh, I almost can't believe that this is for real. I was just like, man, that's some 10th grade bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds like someone's first poem. That's lazy. Yeah, and for a man that, at that point, they had been a band for like 20 years. I was like, you know better. But maybe they needed <laughs> one more song for the album, and he's just like, fuck it. Just kind of crammed it in. Yeah. First, first of all, <laughs> first of all, this album that you're referencing is called Wild Mood Swings. Oh, yes. Wild Mood Swings. You're right. Um, and Mint Car is one of my all-time favorite Cure songs. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I, I am a humongous Cure fan, big Wait, time. Since I'm a huge I was Cure fan, too. a little kid. So. And, like, you pissed me off so bad yesterday <laughs> when you told me... I was like, just give me a taste. What's one of your songs? And you fucking say Mint Car. And I just looked at you <coughs> incredulously because, like, this song is adorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It goes along. It fits. I don't even see it as them ripping themselves off except for being true to a form that they have because, you know, it's like in between days. Um, Friday in Love. Yeah, they definitely have some formats that they stick to, for sure. Um, do you know the one? It feels good. <laughs> um, they... They're great. Also, there's like so much just charm and like innocence and adorableness in this song 
Like when he's just like when it goes to that little bridge and it's like say it will always be like this. Yeah. It's just so open <laughs> and like it makes me want to just spin around and around in a circle. And now you don't strike me as a spin around in a circle kind of guy, so I could see. I, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll prance. I'll skip. <laughs> but what are you? What are you skipping to? Like cannibal uh, corpse or something? No, like, from the what? here. Uh, uh, just like heaven, catch. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot, hot, hot. Yep. So like, dude, that song is fucking incredible. It's so much fun. Yeah. But that's why. That's why to me, Men, or, uh, Men Car was so hard because they had had all these songs that I thought were so creative and had such great storytelling. Yeah. That by the time they got around to that, I was like, mm. I was like, I see that you want me to be happy. Like to me, it was like. It was like having a really cute puppy shit on the rug, and it wants me to be proud of it. But I'm like, ah, man, like, it's about God like, damn it! Mandatory happiness. <laughs> sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you try, bud. I mean, <laughs> not everything has to be like you know cure level depression or cure level like hyper the hypermania of the cure. Like that's a good way to put it. This is just simple. It's just nice. It just exists. It's. I put it on a shitload of mixtapes for boys. They probably hated it. This, <laughs> this came out in 1996. What the fuck do you want from this band? I miss the art of mixtapes. Right. Man, I used to have a radio station uh, I worked at in the early 2000s, and I would write my two to three hour set list in the first two hours as purely playlists, and then I would just say, I would basically pause the recording while I talked, and then I just take it and that's what I listen to my car for a week and then I would go and like record over it again. Yeah. yeah. Mixtapes are the best. Yeah, I do miss mix mixtapes. I, I, I hear your notes. Do you I, hear my I, notes? I, I hear your notes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, this is why I was looking forward to this episode. <laughs> I honestly I was so excited about this and so far, everything I was hoping for. It's oh, just man. like, can't you just have a good time? Can't you just be nice no. and have a good time? <laughs> Nah, shit works in 2020. Not everything <laughs> is running through a goddamn haunted forest. Like, <laughs> you know what they're haunted forest? <laughs> Except for the, the song The Forest. The forest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one of their best songs. Fucking but yeah, it's... Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and, 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 the album Blood Flowers is uh, my my favorite sad bastard album. Like, that is it's a, a top five. That's a really, and really that, good record. That came out, that came out after... Yeah, they picked up. It wasn't like totally worthless, like, but <laughs> some hits in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna hate my next. Oh my god! No, I'm I'm looking forward oh, you're to gonna, you're gonna go for it. Too. Go for it. Um, well, maybe I should pip. No, I'm gonna just do it. Uh, I speaking of growing up in a certain time and hearing things in your youth. And maybe experimenting with um, marijuana. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> I got really into the band 311. <laughs> and I love them. I love them. Still? Uh, well, back catalog, yes. Up okay. to the point of this song, Amber. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you guys. Thank you. I mean, they're thank not, you. you know, they're not like, they have some, they have some actually some good lyrics, but these are the guys who like coined the term like freaky styly. Like chill, it doesn't uh, make any sense, you know? songs with the word chill. Yeah. Oh, many. Yeah. Like, and they, they, you're not expecting, you're not going into 311, like being like, man, I'm going to get my mind 
fucking blown today. But this, my, my mind oh was my blown by how bad their cure cover was. That was yeah. shocking. Oh, yeah, that was, that was shocking. It just didn't like, need to happen. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck how much money Adam Sandler paid you. <laughs> you do not need to do this. You fucking don't. So unnecessary covers, that's a whole nother podcast. But like this, Amber is the color of your energy. Also came out at a time when I was dating around <laughs> and a certain set of dudes. I was, yeah. I was a jam band singer. Right, right. So, you know, guys were oft talking about your aura, your vibe. I was, I was wondering if, yeah, you got that line by, from a lot of guys thinking it was, like, cool or original and, like, saying it to you like it was a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, like, and, you know, like, I dabble in shits. I, I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Right. You can't just tell every girl Amber is the color of your energy. Also, what the fuck is Am- Amber? What does that's that even not, mean? That's that? not in the yeah. thing. That's not one of the... Yeah. And, 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 it's just cheese dick. Yeah. It's just a cheese dick song. I don't know what he's talking about. 311 has um, great guitar riffs, usually, again. Sure. Their, their guitar player is a lot like Jerry Garcia, which I pick up on and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't even have a fucking... It's like Anything. just the guy going, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. What? I never You're not even that. using your tools in the toolbox. You're right, just like, right. you're just throwing up some kind of saccharine ass bullshit and then giving it to dudes who think that they are deep now. Right. And yeah. putting it on mixtapes for me. <laughs> now you have to suffer through it. Yeah, because Again. it's hard to fast forward yeah. on a tape. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna at least twenty seconds of that song, right? Yes, you're gonna you're gonna get rainstorm. Take me away from the norm. You're not gonna miss you. You're gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, so exactly. I'm not gonna listen to that. You don't have. To. <laughs> I've heard it enough times in my exactly. life. Exactly, and yeah. also that like then it became like this is what three eleven sounds like. It's like this is not what three eleven sounds like. I, I mean, I did think that for a long time. Three eleven was one of those bands for me where it was like it was like Sublime in that. I fucking despise Sublime. I've never liked it. I love him. That, that's fine. Like, like I'm not. I'm not. But that was the thing is, I understood why people liked it. Sure. You know, it wasn't like some puzzle where it, it happened, and I was like, "How is this even possible?" I was like, "This is very much for people, not me." Like, I, I recognize that immediately. This is for people who wear bucket hats to festivals. Like, this is you know. <laughs> like, I try to wear bucket hats when I was like, I was just like, this is just not for me. But I was like, but I was like, I get that, and that's fine. Sure. You know, like, and that's always how 311 was. But to be fair, because it was like that, I honestly thought Amber was just how all their albums sounded. No. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah. Can, like, I tell, can I tell you guys a story? Yes, please. I may have told you, <laughs> it, but I have not told the podcasting world, I don't think, which is hilarious. Uh, Big 311 fan, 1997. They're on tour. It's wintertime. I'm wearing a shirt that ties in the back, you know, those corduroy patchwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Nothing nothing to them, you know? So we go to, my girlfriend and I go to, um, up to Minneapolis or St. Paul, whatever. They're the same. Oh, Mm. sorry. Um, (laughs) We go see this. 311 is the headliner. Opening is... Early days incubus. 
Another Way. band that I respect, respect them musically. I definitely Way before Wish You Were Here. He still had his like dreads and was like mm-hmm. just, you know, jumping around. Middle band, Sugar Ray. Wild. Hate Sugar Ray. I've always hated Sugar Ray. So, my friend and I would go back, we would, you know, try to get backstage to see bands. Not to do anything gross because we weren't like dick sucking girls. Right, right. <laughs> in that way. Sure. Um, but like, just to, because I like the musicians. Yeah, I just wanted to meet yeah, the bands. Yeah. Um, and so we were walking around. It's cold. I had like a very light jacket on. And we go behind the venue where there's the tour buses and there's like six or seven buses, right? And they're kind of parked in like a garage. Mm. And um, we start going back there. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray pops out of one of the buses. This bus, I <laughs> happen to be, there's a wall, the wall for the thing, and then the bus. And he, like, starts trying to get us to go on the bus, and we're like, no, we don't like your band. Like, straight up, like, <laughs> we, we think no, you guys we suck. No, thank you. Yeah, not to fly. <laughs> we were not trying to fly. Uh, and, like, you know, the other guys from the band come out, and they're being, like, skeevy, and they kind of back us up against this wall. Dude, gross. Yeah, and it was, like, I remember looking at my friend and being, like, you know, like, yeah. uh-oh, because there was nobody else around. Like, no security people, nobody else around. It was concerning. We were, yeah. we were like, you know, and this was going on for a couple of minutes. And then all of a sudden we just hear, hey, hey, girls, hey, come over here. And I fucking turn around, and it's all of 311. Nice. And they're like, hey, you know, like, you want to smoke a joint? You want to have a beer or whatever? Like, you know, we're, we're looking around for you guys, like, being, like, fucking totally chill. Right. And they are like, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Also, it's like the band that we really like. Right. And then we go over there and we're talking to them. They're like, you know, pass around a joint. And one of the guys was like, here's my coat. You look really cold. I was like, ah, oh, thanks, man. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know what was going to happen over there. So thank you for getting us out of this. And they were like, yeah, we didn't think it looked very good. So good on them. Man. We want to come and, you know, get you out of that situation yeah. and stuff. And then they like, made sure to like walk us back. Like two of the dudes from the band, like walked us out to like, you know, where your cars were and stuff. And like fucking awesome. That's dudes. really rad. That's really rad. I don't know what would have happened at the hands of sugar Ray if it weren't for three eleven. What a fucking sentence. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely not, not good music. That wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Devin. Devin, come back from that. <laughs> I know. Right. On that note, I'll oh, transition real hard into this one. I was like, <laughs> I mean, this should be of no surprise to anybody that I will talk about Limp Bizkit today. Uh, no, no. <laughs> actually, okay. Um, so, I don't even like saying that the title of this album, um, but it was their third record, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flaming Water. <laughs> of course it was. Man, I remember when that got released, I was like, me too. Like that got that got approved by corporate. It's because they were paying money. I'm sure they were just like do whatever you guys want. We don't care. Just yeah, probably. Yeah. We had like big posters yeah. of that at the record store that I worked at, and I was just like every day I had to fucking look at Fred Durst <laughs> and cho- and think about chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Yeah. yeah. Why? It's such a lazy. It's anyway, mean. so leading up to this album, there was a significant amount of beef between Fred Durst and Trent Reznor. Um, <laughs> And I actually love Nine Inch Nails more than I love Limp Bizkit. I don't love a lot more things than I love Limp Bizkit. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Trent Reznor publicly had called Fred Durst a moron and also told Fred Durst he could surf a piece of plywood up his ass. Nice. Um, I love Trent Reznor so, so much. He's the best. 
the first true song, isn't it? There's like an intro song, and then track two is a song called Hot Dog, which is lazy. However, the chorus specifically is, it's a, it's a diss track to Trent Reznor where he took his own lyrics and reworked them. Uh-oh. And the chorus is, yeah, uh-oh, was right. <laughs> um, the chorus is, you want to fuck me like an animal. You like to burn me on the inside. You like to think that I'm a perfect drug. Just know that nothing you do will bring you closer to me. <sighs> and so it, it actually is like really clumsy in the song too. Cause like the song, like inherently, <laughs> inherently for what it is, isn't terrible. But then it was just like, he crammed so much into this short space. Yeah. Like I already felt rushed and I'm like, this is way too many words in this man. You got to spread it out. Yeah. And it's bad. Um, and so I, I had to, I had to reread the story this morning because I, I couldn't recall <laughs> if Trey Reznor sued him or not. It turned out no, because they were both on, um, what was the name of the label? Uh, Interscope. 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 Yeah. But Fred Darius was the head of A&R for Interscope at the time. And so I think that Trey Reznor just kind of had to eat shit on that one and move on with his career, which I, obviously he's done just fine at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, for a band whom has plenty of bad lyrics... And I think that Limp Bizkit is corny a lot of ways. That one is just clumsy and lazy. And for dis in the grand the grand world of diss tracks, holy fuck, that was bad. That's yeah, too like, totally. Like I don't know. And if you're gonna swipe big, do it. Like punching down is silly, but at the same time, man, maybe take a little more time to revise your shit. Yeah. Also, man, the audacity like to take a swing at Trent Reznor, like. like People who don't like Nine Inch Nails will easily agree that he's a genius. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of the most intelligent people. To be fair, Fred Turner started it. Limp Bizkit just existed. Yeah. But at the same well, so I would argue that they started it by doing that. By existing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like that dude, Fred Durst was just, he was a punching bag back then. And mm-hmm. to his credit, I think he really embraced that shit. Which was just like, no, fuck you guys. You keep talking about me. Like, the man made a lot of money. Yeah. And I think that, like, knowing fully well... I don't know. I think what I've realized after... So I've seen that band across four decades. Um, I've only seen them like five times, but it seems to be very spread out when I do. He seems very self-aware for somebody that does corny shit. And I think... Yeah, that, he's kind of the Spencer's gifts of frontman. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, I think he gets way too much hate for what he does. And I also think that he embraces that shit and gets paid. Well, I think since he's embracing it, he doesn't get enough. So I'm going to write some letters today. That's fine. I'm going to write a diss track that's like, (laughs) do you, you say you want my nookie, (laughs) have a hot dog with a cookie. Right. It's about the quality of, uh, I was going to say that sounds, isn't that the lyric from the song? I don't know. Is it, (laughs) I've managed to live most of my life without having to, besides the hot dog flavored water poster at the record store. Without having to like really um, touch on any limp biscuit, like sure. you know, it's it's are. there, it's <laughs> in the room, but you're you don't have to like you don't have to look at it. Yes, this is going to be on the playlist, so yeah, dive in. It's, the water is warm. The, the skip button works. <laughs> it's not no, like a no, tape. No. If I have to listen to fish, you have to listen to limp biscuit. Yeah. So. Feel, feel the embrace. I have the same level. Feel the Sugar Ray-esque embrace. Yeah, I have the same <laughs> level of discomfort and displeasure with, with fish. Understandable. So if we're going to go, if it, I don't know, if we're going to dive, dive in head first, got to do it together. They are kind of similar in that, oh. <laughs> in that people, they are a band that people have strong feelings on. Yes. 
But I feel like more people have had been forced in their life to listen to Limp Bizkit than Fish. So it's like, you know. Because it's commercially like, successful. Right. Yeah. It's a different, a different trajectory. Yeah, so you was, like Fred Durst because you're a capitalist. We're all capitalists. <laughs> we are in bands that make money. We are capitalists. Like, I don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> I make a little bit. We can <laughs> make just enough money to get t-shirts again. It's always cool. Right? Nobody's, I don't think we ever bought a beer off of our money. Bill. Nice humble brag of your band makes money. Fuck off. <laughs> so it's like makes money is a pretty strong yeah, story. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, like Jamie Josta from Hey Breed made a comment once I read like years ago where he was like, the first time your band makes a dollar, it's a business. And he's like, if you don't treat it like that, then you're fucking yourself. Well, that's absolutely and so true. That, that's more like philosophical. You know, we don't make real money. We have jobs. Right. We just <laughs> four times to go back to it later. But um, that's how we roll. So, no, I mean, I think there was an era. The problem is Chocolate Starfish is really where they started to fall off. Can you just call it something else? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the abbreviated version. We just call it Bubble Album. I was going to say, that's actually more pleasing. Like than a penis like, I don't know. Um, like, keep going. God, they <laughs> did a cover of Behind Blue Eyes. Yes, it is <laughs> so funny. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, literally in my life. God. It is so fucking funny. And like again, unnecessary cover. Right. No one asked for it. Sure. Isn't that? Isn't there a section in that cover that inexplicably just says Limp Biscuit like over and over again or something? <laughs> like in a God, I hope so. I don't remember. There's don't like know. a computer, so. like a computer voice, and it's yeah. like Limp Biscuit. Probably. No, I, I, I hope so. It says something. <laughs> well, it's DJ Lethal. He's a weird dude. Yeah. He quit House of Pain when House of Pain fizzled out and joined Limp Biscuit. Here we are. <laughs> For those who didn't know. Anyway. All right. I fucking love Limp Biscuit. I should have known the Limp Biscuit was coming. I mean, they're not on the next episode because there's, there's, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm yeah. sure I'm sure they'll be no, yeah, somehow. Um, somehow, I'll find a way to weasel with that. So, somehow, no, somehow. like yeah, yeah. It's about it's about bands you hate. I don't. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate my for Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't make my list, man. I have to amend my list. That's too bonus, easy. Bonus it's too easy. Yeah, I think it's too easy. Yeah. Well, I, well, I can't lecture about low hanging fruit because my next two songs are both very low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. But um, so Metallica, okay. my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. And I often rip. We're, we're actually going to do a full episode coming up about Metallica and about the record that this song is on. And what kills me about it is that when you get into newer Metallica. People love to fucking hate on it, but if you press them, often they'll be like, "Well, I didn't actually listen to the album." Right, and it's like, "Well, fuck, are you talking about then?" Like, I just you know, fuck Metallica, man. Like, I just, I just don't fucking like them. Did you listen to the record? No, man, because fuck them. All right, well, okay, fine. You know, like yeah. whatever, dude. So, <laughs> I actually think that a lot of their newer stuff. I mean, there's some real turds. Like like the Lou Reed re- Lou Reed record. Oh my god, the Lou oh it's more bad than The Lou Reed record is fucking haunted. It, it is. <laughs> it's cursed. Yes. It one hundred percent is disgusting. Yeah. But I we, actually we t- we're, we've said it three times now. It's I know. I actually I was looking around the corner for like for like can- Candyman's gonna come out. <laughs> no, I was looking in the mirror. Or like or like Lou Reed dressed <laughs> as Candyman. <laughs> like. I'll be haunted by Lou Reed. But uh, we were talking about this yesterday. It was the uh, the first song on Saint Anger, Frantic. Mm-hmm. Which musically is an okay song. I think it's too long, 
but like the riffs are good. Yeah. I thought Saint Anger was actually a great sort of comeback because I hated load and reload and all that shit. I hate load and reload. But the lyric in Frantic where he's like, My lifestyle determines my death style. I love it. I'm like, man, oh, that is some oh, that's, yes. that's like that's like a dad joke of I a lyric. <laughs> love it. it I, I want to get it tattooed because oh, it's no. astounding. It's like, in the top it's in the top five of future tramp stamps for me. <laughs> You could be looking at it right now. God, that'd be awesome. I would, dude. If you do that, I'll pay for it. Okay. <laughs> like, could you imagine just flipping somebody over and seeing <laughs> my lifestyle determines my death style? Yeah, and then somebody leaving, else. and then leaving immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking comedy gold. Yeah, I think what kills me for that is <laughs> being slightly younger than you guys. Just like an, I feel like I'm an album younger than, than you, and we have conversations a lot. Right, right. Which is like just enough at times where yeah, because we're the same age. Yeah, so. where I actually. I think that if Load and Reload was jammed into one album and a lot of it was dumped, it, it, there's a lot of value there. I think what killed me the most about yeah. St. Anger, and I, and I can say this as a lifelong Metallica fan who will listen to every record. Let me say that I actually haven't listened to the new record much. I got a little bit into it. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It's I was not fatigued. Bad. It's okay. It, it gave me fatigue. I had three songs and I was fatigued. Yeah. Um, basically watching my childhood heroes fight for two hours hug it out, and then produce what I believe is the worst metallic album of all time. Right. really soured me on a lot of things that yeah. I struggled with for a long time. Being like, this is all you guys have gone through, and this is the this is what you got. Yeah, no, like, 100%. That's what bummed me out. Because, like, Death Magnetic has tracks. And Death Magnetic's fucking Hardwired has tracks. Hardwired's well, great. Right. There's not been on perfect records, but... Man, they really had to dig a hole before they dug back out. Yeah, dude, for real. So, I mean, that's part of why I was so angry at Load and Reload is because, and same thing, they were childhood heroes of mine. They're part of why I wanted to start playing guitar. And then it was almost like watching, like, the people who made the heaviest, Mm -hmm. most dangerous rock music I'd ever heard all of a sudden become, like, a bad bar cover band yeah. of themselves. Yeah, it's a like, parody. They yeah, did, they like, like, a like, parody like, act. Yeah, like all of a sudden it was like they were like a bunch of dads who were lawyers. You know, and this is like the one cool thing they did all week was like, you know, I was just like, it's man, I feel like, about a lot of like artists in general, not just music as they get bigger, is it's a product of nobody telling you no. And yeah. then you get to a point where there's this contained ecosystem of where you are your own critic and you don't listen to anyone else anymore. And Absolutely. You turns. And then it sells a fuck ton and nobody cares because it's profitable. Because you made money, yeah. And so they just keep letting you do this. I will say this. If I had to make a top ten list of Metallica songs, which I couldn't write off the top of my head, Hero of the Day would be in it. I fucking love okay. that, I mean, song. that yeah. song. is a great rock song. So oh, And so that's what it was, is they became like a rock band like yeah. overnight. So, so I would challenge you. to a song worth a shit on Reload. I, I 100% <laughs> agree. 100 that's fucking percent agree. I would challenge you to listen to the new record. But my... My impression of the new record was if the new record was what Load and Reload was, I would not have been as angry. Mm. It's very similar energy. It's a hard rock album. Is there a completely unnecessary cover of Whiskey in the Jar on the new record? Probably. (laughs) No. (laughs) Devin. And I love Thin Lizzy. And I realize this. Just the way he sings it. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it should not be. But that, but. Is it the thing that should not be? It, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it enunciates. No, actually, I think it's fine. The other day, though, fruit, I, I, and fruit. I did listen to the uh, the first S&M Metallic record. It's pretty good. The second one, which they did like a few years ago. Unnecessary. Why? I don't know. No. There, there was not necessary. To make money. Yeah, but the first one, I was like, this is cool. Like, it's good. I yeah. don't know, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that rules. I, don't, I can't. I cannot go there. And I love, <laughs> I do. I love Metallica. Yeah. And I like St. Inger. I wish that the I drums do. were um, 
better. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a whole hour on I this. I, I will just say that the, I respect that they tried something. Yeah. They also, they needed to cut every song down 90 seconds. Yeah, I agree. That, that's, yeah, we're going to go all in, all in on this. That's that's my problem with every song on that. I didn't bring my talent up because I knew you would. Yeah, yeah. I tried really hard to dig into some areas where... Uh, it would be a surprise. Uh, aside yeah. from that biscuit, I was gonna wear a Metallica shirt, but then yeah. the one I wanted to wear, Chilla saw me wearing yesterday. So I was, like, yeah. I was gonna wear. Another, <laughs> I was gonna wear a Lipton t-shirt that. today. I'm just pander, but <laughs> next time. Oh man, uh, yeah, my lifestyle determines my death style. That's good. It's so bad. It's, really, <laughs> it's fucking. Funny. You're right. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's good comedy. Unintentional comedy. <laughs> it's, it is good because, comedy. Yeah. Because you know that James Hetfield is probably not a funny. Like crack up <laughs> lyrical guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the impression. I, you know, weirdly enough, as much as people hate on him, I get the impression. Well, up until uh, the guy from Suicidal joined. Yeah, I always got the impression that like Lars was the fun one. Like honestly, like only because when you watch all of them, like Kirk seems so it's just weird. He's a dry dude, yeah. Yeah, and James always seems so serious. That I bet the four of them back when they were drinking were always fun, like sure. just youthful. But I always thought that like Lars was like the party, like the guy with like the pranks and the jokes. It's the short shorts. He doesn't. <laughs> right? He doesn't seem like a fun hang to me. I bet not, none he's of that them guy at the bar that you're just like, stop talking to yeah. me. <laughs> stop it. Can you imagine like that'd be so awesome to be like someone's trying to pick up on you and you're just like man, what is this? And you're actually icing out a member of Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> like, Probably would. I don't know. I don't want to meet my heroes anymore. I've done that, I've done that more times than I prefer in life, and they're just people. Right. right. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Next. <laughs> On that note. Before we get too far, how many more rounds do we have? Uh, I've got three more songs, but I can trim that. But yeah, I just wasn't sure like, how much further we were going to go. I've got three more as well. I have two more. Oh, so let's do two more. Let's do two more. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Wait. Oh, no. Wait. No, I have three. Okay. I do have three. All right. Let's do it. Fuck it. Uh, In the Ghetto by Elvis Presley. <laughs> wow, that song's hilarious. It God, is. That's a song. I love Elvis. I grew yeah. up my I grew up oh, yeah. with Elvis. Like, my aunt, who would um, watch me a lot when I was little, she had great taste in music, but Elvis was, like, her favorite. Right. So, you know, in my DNA... This guy, problematic bay. We all know it's all right. fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But this is this is egregious, guys. Dude, yeah, that song is wow, laughably bad. I, I, re- one of worst. Yeah. I remember hearing it as a, as a child and being like, I don't think this is okay. No, yeah. <laughs> like, it's because though I feel like. He was a vehicle to take African American music into a white household, mm-hmm. and God, did they overstep in that one? Yeah, for he definitely real. walked up to the line regularly, and that one, you're just like, dude, no, yeah. you don't get to tell this story, man. Yeah, you no. don't. You don't get to tell no. this story. That, that was his version of of a hard R. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that was like, I know you think you're being cool, yeah. like, but it's like, man, <laughs> it is borderline blackface. Yeah, like, dude, yeah, like it is, and he didn't write it. Um, I should say, but who did write it um, was this country musician named Mac Davis, who is for that. sure not black. Right. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> Well, who better to speak on the plight of the African American? Yeah, (laughs) it it, like that. He like uh, he actually (laughs) like 
says a little blackbird child. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? You can't yeah. do that. You can't do that with that. Even though Elvis has a very specific affectation to the way that he sings, he dials it up. He does. He crosses lines left and right in this song, and he does not care. I rem- when I was when I was a kid, I remember my dad telling me he really liked Elvis, and I I, I never really put any thought into it. I was like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah. Hound Dog Baby, that was probably fun for him when he was a teenager, you know. Sure. But then when I heard that song, I was like, Dad. Like, I, was, I was like, we're black. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, dude, like, like, it's, it's not okay, man. Like, I just, I was like one of the first times where my, my dad became a human to me. Sure. <laughs> like, so I was like, man, come on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> need a cautionary tale about... A life you didn't live. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The guy, Elvis doesn't know... Anything about being so hungry that you have to steal and then, you know, getting gunned down in the street and like, I, I don't, I just, in Chicago, has he ever even been there? Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where like, you know, I'm sure in his mind, he was like, all right, you know, these are stories to be told and I have the platform to do it. And I respect that thought process. Mm, sure. But I would, but just like you said about Metallica, though, in a second ago, like, that was very much the product of people not saying no. Yeah. Like, like that was very much a like trapped in the closet moment. I want to like, like after that song, folks like, like Bruce Springsteen is an incredible storyteller and he does a great job telling stories of like working class and poor folk. Right. But he does a really good job of not making race part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I wonder to what extent that song, other people were like, okay, hold up. I was fucked up. <laughs> how, how, do, how do we do a better job of that? 10, 15, 30 years. No, yeah. Cause this was, this is like late period Elvis too. Yeah, like things true. are on the decline. Yeah, because that was like Vegas era. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you know, Springsteen was around then. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. You know the thing. I, I love Bruce Springsteen as well. Um, I should try to find some bad lyrics from him. He's it a great artist. It was. It was I would have. I would have been stretching. Yeah, same. I, I definitely know that too. Even the songs that were a little hokey. Yeah. Still like flushed out later in the song. You're like, oh, man, I know what you were doing there. Like. Yeah, it's cool. What like he wrote, you know, clubs, great songs about driving cars. Dude did not drive a car until he was like Good. thirty. That's wild. Yeah, but that's not him trying to be black. <laughs> no, no. Oh my god, no, no, no. I know. I'm not accusing you of saying that. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> he kept it like a believe, like a believable. Sure. It, it, it is not. No, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> no, no I hear like, I'm not putting words into your mouth. I'm just talking. Shit. Authenticity, you know, wasn't there, but it wasn't yeah. like like Elvis like wearing a costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's exactly. a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And like Elvis had money. If he was so concerned about this little child in the ghetto, yeah. like gives them some money. Like, well, technically, the colonel had his money. Oh, to word. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Also, like, just the the way that he sings ghetto. Like, yeah, that was the thing that actually just fucking folded yeah, me. Yeah, it's where done. I was just like, I was like, the whole time, like, that's why I say, like, conceptually, I, I'm not mad at him trying to use his platform to yeah. elevate other stories. But just, yeah, man, that vocal delivery, I'm like, that's bad for everybody. It's a fucking... Nobody thing. wins here. An overall <laughs> fail. It's a huge yeah. fail. Yeah, good. All over the place. Good call on that one. Good call. Nice. <laughs> I... This is actually my least favorite lyric of all time. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even going to express anything more than this one line. So, I love Glassjaw. I think their first record musically is great. I think lyrically he took some misses with the way he chose 
He has Crohn's disease. And the way he chose to express his Crohn's disease was through using words that are negative towards women. And it was it was a miss. Anyway, so yeah. the second record was a huge step forward. The man maturity dumped a lot of that shit. And he wrote more mature, better lyrics. Apologize for this first record. However, there's one line in a song called Trailer Park Jesus where he says, Denial is a river in Egypt. And I fucking it's been yeah. twenty years and I wanna I wanna fight things when he says it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And he, like, he says it multiple times. Like it's a repetitive part of the song. And it works, like the like the the word structure and his phrasing and like the way he sings it is great, but like Fuck that line. I honestly oh. don't think I've listened to that whole song because the first, every time I hear that line, I'm like, skip. No. Well, <laughs> I'm just like, dude. Nah. It's a great track. Like, it's a good song and it builds really well through that part. Yeah. Um, but like, come on, bro. Yeah. Maybe, maybe take another pass at that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's another thing where it's like, man, like you, a, you wrote that down. Sounds like my grandma talking to me. Like, yeah. Well, he wrote it down and then he revised it just a certain number of times. And <laughs> right. And then he was like, no, that's it. That's, that's the line. Yeah, man. Man. Yeah. Question, question. Sure. You said that he had Crohn's disease? Yeah. And then talked about it. So, he, okay, so I'll explain. Example? He, he, he personalized, like, or I'm forgetting the. What the, do women have to do with your irritable bowel stuff? Literally nothing. And that was what made it so fucking wild. He essentially, he called it a whore a lot in the song. But, oh. but the problem is, like, he didn't. At no point was there a discussion as to what he actually had. It they, they felt like angry songs towards women. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then he was like, yeah. "This is what it's actually about." And they're like, "You missed, homie." Like it was yeah. poor. And he he personified the whole thing as if so. Each song that's about it, it's as if there's he's multiple, talking about a relationship. The bulk of the record, there's multiple. Oh, he the whole first album well, was about he's, it. He spent the bulk, he spent a bulk of his life in the hospital. So like, I understand the topic and like the challenges it's caused, but like, it's a shitty analogy. I mean, I'm not going to make fun of Crohn's disease because yeah. it seems bad. Like and uncomfortable and yeah, you can get out. But I don't. Does it? I'm not gonna defend it. So say what you want to say. I know that things need to get expressed artistically, but like sure. songs about your poop. Yeah, your poop I, problems. Just talked about yeah. it. That's good. I, I, I'm sure in his mind he's like talking about pain, but it was also part. Of, it was indicative of like a larger issue. And we could talk all through the history of literally Western music about sure. this, but it was definitely a period in hardcore and like emo and a lot of stuff where the whole landscape of, of the music was male dominated. Yeah. And you had all these dudes and this was way before, you know, this is the early two thousands. So dudes weren't really in therapy yet. Like, and so they're trying to talk about their feelings and they're getting patted on the back for that but they're still using essentially violent la- and, and blaming language. So yeah. like dudes, people are like, Oh, these songs are so sensitive. You're actually talking about the relationship, but everything in the song was the woman's fault. Yes. Sure. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, and, and that was glass show was one of the first bands that like, to me, it was like what they were doing in that way. And I know he didn't mean to, but it came off that way. So heavy handed gotcha. that my friends who were like, who liked that first glass shot record. I was like, are you here? Are we not hearing the same thing? Sure. <laughs> like that's it, like it undeniable. Yeah. Like, so they were definitely swinging at bigger crowds too. And I think that all of that shit gets taken at face value more often than not. Right. When you play to bigger crowds that may not be as introspective. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's fucked up. It's shitty. It's lame. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that he moved past that. Yeah, um, absolutely. But denial is a river in Egypt. is just a bad lyric. It reminds me of tipping is not just a city in China. Yeah. 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 I'm like, did your, did your mom just say this a lot? Yeah. Like, yeah. God, there's so many of the colloquialisms. Like yeah. you, but you don't put them in a... You, no. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, Metallica did on Loaded. All right, never mind. No, um, I'm sorry about your butt. <laughs> oh my god, it's about the same as my lifestyle, the same as my lifestyle. I want to say that the next time I see someone in a glass shirt. Sorry about, <laughs> sorry about, sorry your, about butt. your butt. Um, so actually, so my next one is from relatively the same time as that record. Well, no, let me rephrase that. It's not from the same time, but it's a band I loved at that time. Uh, so Blink-182. Oh and, and we can talk about how problematic... You guys problematic, are fucking killing me. <laughs> we can talk about how problematic it was that 30-year-olds were still singing about high school. Like, for sure. Like, that's a whole episode on its own. But they had some, you know, they had some stuff that I thought was really fun. And, you know, they're just idiots making fart jokes. And, you know, I was on board for that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they had a three-album <laughs> run specifically of, of really good stuff. Mm-hmm. But this record, this song is from right after that three-album run where shit fell off. Real, the wheels just came right the fuck off, and I think the album was self-titled, but it was a single from the album called "I Miss You." Oh my god! And dude, it, I mean, it's a joke of a song from front to back. But the, the <laughs> so this lyric where he says, uh, "Hello there, the angel from my nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morgue, the unsuspecting victim of darkness in the valley." Like oh again, it's tenth grade shit. It, 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 it's all. It's like I just read my first horror novel. What? He's trying to be serious and not write a song about his dick for the first time. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, to me, like, when I... Go back to the dick. He's out of practice, yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) That was just like... And I say this, like I said, as a definite, unapologetic fan of a certain part of Blink-182's career. Like, like I'll absolutely cape for those three records. But, yeah, that song is just like, man, no. Everybody everybody lost here. Like, nothing's nothing's good about this. The video is hilarious. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about the video. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a 911. Yeah, it's a, it it's is a, a, a 9/11 bad. music. Yeah, it's, it's like 911. You guys obviously <laughs> I think Blink-182 is music for um what's the word? We can't use that word. We can't use that word. Got guys who tell you that amber is the color of your energy? Worse. <laughs> guys that literally are like pee pee poo poo. Fart, fart, fart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I like big I, boobs and no. porn. Yeah, yeah. I get, what, I get what you're saying. I get, yeah. Simple, simple, simple men. Uh, yeah. Smooth, smooth brain. That's the word that people Sweet. are using. Wow. Now. Really? Yeah. You say that? <laughs> I mean, I say that. I am people. <laughs> Blink-182 is music for smooth brain men. That's actually my favorite part. That's of my actual tramp stamp. Okay. That's <laughs> actually my favorite part of the episode is hearing you try to flush that idea in your head without overstepping. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Nice job. Yeah, yeah. I was told I can't say things anymore. It's fine. Um, so I can say as a fan of that band, yeah. you are right. I know. <laughs> like, you are absolutely right. I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, the, and then, just the, just... I mean, I gotta be like, oh, you cuties, you tried to you tried to be serious. Yeah, that, and that's very much how it came off. Did that like, Pat on the head. You're so deep. Yeah. It's like, ah. Right. It, kind of feel, it just feels like a, uh, a hair metal vibe. Where it's just yeah. like nine power rock songs, and then like, here's a ballad, and sometimes it worked, and most of the time it didn't. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't need. They don't need to write a ballad. No one cares about your feelings. It's, it's, their, it's, their, it's their mama coming home. <laughs> God, I love that song. I don't hate that song. <laughs> I love my mom coming home, but yeah, my, but funny. the lyrics are not the best part of it. It's like yeah, the overall true. thing, like because the lyrics are kind of. It's fine. It's it's, like, it's, a, it's a, a, a miss melody. Yeah, 
it's, it's exactly what it is. It's like I'm a small lady and I can't wait for tour to be over. Yeah. Oh, I always thought it was about like actually like going home to something. Maybe not like it your, is like your mom, your, but like your yeah. lady. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I like Share I always it. thought of it as like if it had a video, it'd be someone like walking through like like coming up the path yeah. at sunset. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> the song just didn't have enough seagulls for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I haven't seen the video for this in a very long time, but I can. I feel fairly confident that there is a shot of Ozzy walking along train tracks in sepia tone or black and white. Yeah, and dude. Uh, almost dude. certainly. There has I to certainly be. hope so. I but mean, if Sebastian Bach can do it for monkey business, then yeah. like monkey business. <laughs> monkey That's business. You're kidding me. <laughs> Whole video on the train tracks. Oh Whole video. God. I can't talk about Blink-182 anymore. So, um, I, Love the talking heads. Yeah. I love them. So I think I. they are so fucking geniuses. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. Geniuses. Which is why I was disturbed to <laughs> hear this song, uh, Stay Up Late. I don't know if you guys know it. I don't uh, know if I've heard of it. It is about a baby. Uh-oh. And it's just about a baby um, doing baby stuff. Like. What? Uh-huh. Um, the he fell asleep and they want to wake him up and make and play with him and make him stay up late. The words are, um, uh, cute, cute little baby, little pee pee, little toes. Now are you serious? Yes. Uh, Dude, really? Yeah. Oh, now he's coming wow. to me crawl across the kitchen floor. And then the whole chorus is like, and then it's like, see him drink from a bottle. See him eat from a plate. Like it's, it, it is, um, the music is stupid. So you don't even get that. And so pee pee. They, a grown ass man sang the word pee pee, and it wasn't in a Blink song. It was not in a Blink song. It was. Un- Do you think it's his fault that Blink exists in the first place? Maybe, maybe. But this is. I'm connecting those dots personally. This is also that, just blame Southern California in general. Sure. The album Little Creatures that has the song on it has like and she was and like. Man, that's a that's an amazing. Yeah, song. yeah, I know. And then you're like cruising along, and then yeah, bump bump. Bump, bump, just like heavy chords on a piano. Yeah. And then David Byrne going, baby, baby, please let me hold you. Oh, yeah, I have heard that song. It's uh, it's so, it's, I don't, I, what, <coughs> why, what? You yeah. It, it's not good. Yeah. It's, it's shocking. What are they, why? I bet nobody was else was in the studio. I bet, I, I, I bet the band hadn't even heard that song. I don't know. I can see <laughs> Tina Weymouth like being like, yeah, that's great. That's yeah, fine. So <laughs> keep it, keep the pee pee part. Yeah. Keep it, keep the pee pee, little pee pee. <laughs> right. No, but, it's good. That's good stuff. That's, that's good. good. <laughs> it's yeah. there's, some, so there's some producer in sunglasses behind the glass. Like, yeah, man, it's 85. Cocaine <laughs> was involved. Uh, yeah. Cocaine for sure. was involved, like, but they should not be around a baby. No, no, no. The baby should have. Yeah. Not have access to their cocaine. No. It should have its own cocaine. It, the baby should yeah. have its own baby cocaine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like Eric Clapton's like kid. <laughs> exactly. R.I.P. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one <laughs> out. Um, Let this kid crawl out the fucking window and make money off it. Mm-hmm. Kiss my whole ass. Remember I, just, I sang that once? I think Alex made me sing it. <laughs> Tears in heaven. No, yeah, at your house we did karaoke. That's we right. each other's song. I was like, man... Fuck everybody. Especially I remember, we, I remember, I remember really, really uh, liking yeah. that song, like as a little kid, until I realized what it was about. Yeah, and I just forgot, man. Until I started singing, and I was like, "God, I, this is 
awful. It was this whole thing, like, I think we were in, like, eighth or ninth grade where, like, I had a bunch of friends who were trying to get me into Clapton, like, trying really hard. Yeah. And to the point where we actually went and saw him live. And it was, it was maybe, like, the fourth show. It was maybe, like, the fourth show I had ever seen. Okay. Um, and I remember saying this when it happened, and it's still been true. And when I was, like, whatever I was, like, 14 or something, I was like, this is the most boring thing I will ever see in mm-hmm. my life. And it's still true. Absolutely still true. The most boring thing I've ever attended. For me, and, and that includes, like, timeshare presentations. <laughs> like, for me, it was Big Head Todd and the Monsters. And when my dad flew into town, and he's, and he bought, he's like, I bought you a ticket. I was like, fuck you, So I, 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 saw, oh, I saw Big Head Todd at a festival in, like, Oregon. I drank so much whiskey. And, yeah, I was real drunk. But, but what I did like was that... There was one big head Todd song that we that my roommate and I sort of liked, and we just kept yelling the name of it. Bittersweet. No, I hate that song. Um, <laughs> it was called uh, Monument in Green. It's just about like a farmer or something. Of course. Um, of course. But okay. it, but when they played it, he like looked at us. He, like like they played the song, and then after he's like, "You guys happy now?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Now I can go to the bar. I, I was like thirty five. <laughs> And my dad, still being a dad, was like, here's, here's $100, go have fun. I spent all of it on whiskey. <laughs> like, not, I don't have a single dollar to show for it, but it was the only thing that got me through it. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. So, I, no. <sighs> Big head dad. They're playing Red Rocks yeah. still. Like, it's fine. Oh, no, for sure. That's fine. That's it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Well, they were opening for the, the thing I wanted to see that day. Um, because I, I, again, a band I respect the hell out of as musicians, they're opening for Dave Matthews. Band. Sure. And I wanted to see that. And okay. Dave Matthews, the first two or three records unexpected. I still totally came for Like I was blown away, like by the guitar style. I thought it was really cool and really creative. And their drummer was phenomenal. I don't Absolutely. know if he's the same guy who's still with them, but he is. dude, yeah, that dude is a machine. Y'all making me like physically <laughs> rich over here. <laughs> I like well, I mean, it's, it's no chocolate okay. starfish, but it nah, is right. no it's chocolate starfish. I can't, <laughs> yeah, your, absolutely not. your credibility meter, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Dave Matthews has actually literally shit on more people than Fred Durst, at least to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, so he he, li- he lives what he talks about. Dave Matthews thinks about shit? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> we wouldn't know he's I don't listen to any I don't listen to any of the new stuff <laughs> I don't know like, he probably is that's just like a wasn't that crash into me wasn't that about it's it was just, about poop yeah it's just a trajectory in an artist's life where like you hit a wall and then you're like I can talk about poop once yeah <laughs> right. or peepees yeah and he didn't just talk about it he lived it yeah. I feel and he like, made Chicago live it with him yes. I feel like my poop era is coming is it? yeah why not I got, I got for one. Your, yeah for one of your bands I got yeah. all of them all of them. Yeah. I, I don't see why not. You got to write one for one poop song per band. Yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, try to convince the guys that this is a B-side from Black Sabbath. They've never heard of <laughs> I bet there's some deep shit out there that's not good, pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Ooh. We're doing two more. This feels like a lot. Um, you said you wanted the episodes to be longer, man. Oh, man. <laughs> This is brutal. I have it's one. A, I have one more. After it's a lift. Do you? Okay. Just, yeah. We'll okay. just we'll do one. I saved uh, one. Will you? Ooh. Okay. We'll, we'll, we can start. We can start and end with you. We'll take. We'll take a little break and launch into the second half. All right. So, um, I love Lucero. I think Ben Nichols is a great lyricist. I think many of his songs, specifically, like he just he has a good way of phrasing things. I mean, he wrote he wrote a love song for his guitar, and it doesn't. It's not corny. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. However. The album Amongst the Ghost, which I think is a great record. The first, the title track is 
his mom mom coming home. <laughs> but lyrically, I think he missed because I mean, he said like, "Back home, my wife and daughter don't know where I am tonight, but soon I will find a road that leads home." Uh oh. And it's kind of corny, but the problem too is the way he says "my wife." To me, sounds like Borat. Yeah, I was about to say, like, my wife. He's like, my wife. I'm like, God damn it. It's all I hear every time. And it's a really good song, but then the chorus hits, and I'm like, don't say that anymore, please. Like, yeah. Just just work into the bridge and keep going. Uh, yeah, that's that. Like, I know it's later. And I think that, again, I think that record is great overall. I think the new stuff is still good, and I think he still writes great lyrics. But I suppose when you're, what, six, seven, eight albums in, sure. you're going to have your Borat moment. And I thought it was fucking tough. They've all had them. They've all had Everyone, them. Everyone's had yeah, them. Yeah, I know. Do you guys remember Cher's Borat moment? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the Grammys. <laughs> I love Lucero. I do like Lucero a lot. But they do fall into that, like, um, you know, like, truckers. They drive by truckers. Drive by truckers. Yeah. Like, is on his own. Like those, there's an era it happened when all of these bands like kind of came out yeah. and there it's kind of what you guys are talking about with the hardcore people mm-hmm. where it's like dudes finding their feelings. Right. Right. But not really knowing how to, uh, how to express that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and you know, like this music is very heartfelt. It's very like, you know, Americana at its mm-hmm. chords. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these guys have to be a little bit more serious. You know, they're reading Frost and Whitman and stuff, and they're like, okay, <laughs> got to get on the road to see my wife. Right, right. <laughs> well, I think the problem is, I think, I think he's at a point in his life where things aren't as hard as they once were, and I doesn't know what to write about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But, it? I mean, you know, the amount of songs, and I am also guilty of this, because my band can fall into those cracks, but the amount of songs about whiskey... Right, yeah. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. I think that um, My Best Gal is one of the best songs written about a guitar ever, yeah, and there are a lot of songs written about a guitar. Yeah, right. Especially from those bands. So you right. can fuck up. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, mm-hmm. so he gets credit. He gets yeah. passed. Sure. He can write My Wife and Daughter. My Wife. Yeah, My Wife. <laughs> my Wife. You never hear it differently. No, and again, like it's a great song, and I think the story is telling it, it makes sense. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I mean, they had, they had a documentary early on where he was like, I've written 50 songs about women and two about my grandfather. And now it's probably like a hundred songs about women and two about my grandfather. So they, yep. de- they definitely come from the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of, uh, I mean, yeah. Mentality. Why would, I mean, why would you, you know, it did yeah. work. It did work. Sure, they're good at what they did. Yeah. Right. So it's just the, okay. Is this going to be our last one? Is this your yeah. last one? Okay. And the child gets one more cause she's smiling. Ooh. She's going to say, right, right. Yeah, so I gotta mentally flipping a coin as to which of these I'll do. Um, I'm gonna go with because they are one of my favorite bands of all time. It's a Radiohead song on OK Computer, which is an amazing record. Mm-hmm. It's an, I love that record so much to this day. But there's a song on it called Lucky, and there's and sort of like thematically, like it doesn't feel or sound like anything else on the record and it's full like so this lyric specifically like i, I think this is the chorus of murder correctly but it's like pull me out of the air crash pull me out of the lake because i'm your superhero and we're standing on the edge and to me that's just like from from a band that had such great com- political commentary and such amazing music that all that seems so simple 
and like it seems like the most simple like disaster sure. like like to the point of being cheesy you know what I mean like it was just like effortless it was just like just the first thing he just fucking thought of and he wrote that down it's like alright fine you know and Tom York's a fucking brilliant lyricist in my opinion and does so much so well that that song always whenever I I skip it now to this day because like ever since I heard it I was just always like man what why what was that like I love this look. <laughs> Jill is so upset. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an opinion. It's taste. That is it is definitely opinion. It's yes. a dot <laughs> you had. Yes. It's this. I love this song. Uh, I used to sing it in this weird band that I was in, and it feels good to sing. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. It's got that going for it. But it's about confidence. Okay. It's about having confidence. So he's saying, like, he's lucky. Right. The whole song is, you know, like, based on that principle. Um, and that part is being the lone survivor in an aircraft. Like, how lucky you are. You're the lone survivor right. of an aircraft, of a plane crash. Right. So, yeah. It's, it's confidence. Yeah. That makes sense. But you don't like metaphors? No, I don't. Um, I like everything to be just facts and numbers if okay. possible. Okay, yeah. okay, just yeah. clearing that up. That's why I listen to Rush. Right. Like, yeah, I just, I just want science. I'm glad that you explained that Rush thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, it's good to know. That's Okay, so you write the lyrics, Devin, in your band. Yeah, it does. Do you like metaphor? Yeah, it's mostly metaphor. It's mostly metaphor. Especially, that is actually, I mean, we're, we've written, what, 13 songs? 10 of them are about poop. Yeah. Okay. Both, both records are poop. Poop, poop playlist. Yeah, they're concept albums. Are they because of your Crohn's disease? Are we breaking? Are we breaking news here? No, I'm. I'm Or do you hate women? Is it just neither? I think Crohn's disease hates women. Crohn's disease hates everyone. That's true. No one is safe. That's true. I have regular BMs. Oh, good. Okay, solid. Yeah. Okay. Once a day. That's good. My life. Okay. I love women and my girlfriend. No, I didn't know about poop at all. Very heavy metaphors, though. Okay, well, Mike doesn't like that, so... No, I don't, I don't like metaphors, so... That's cool. Stop it. But yeah, our band probably just broke up right now. No I think it did. There's no yeah. metaphors in guitar riffs. Okay. I know, just, there just, are not. <laughs> <laughs> there are not. Okay. Just, just shit how guitar licks. I, un- I understand metaphors. Tom York is a fucking master at them. Mm-hmm. I just, like I said, that song was always the low point of the record to me, because it just didn't seem... Like, when you talk about confidence, like... He's, he addresses that masterfully in so many songs. Like, one of my favorite songs in, in Radiohead's entire catalog is uh, the song Fake Plastic Trees. Sure. And... Hot take. Really? That song's incredible. No, I mean, everybody loves Fake Plastic Trees, Mike. I know a lot of people who uh, <laughs> love to talk about how they... Radiohead, like, it's almost like Metallica, where, like, I know a lot of people who... And it's usually because they want to sound artsy and impressive. Sure. They'll be like, oh, I didn't like anything before Kid A. And it's like, I don't think that's true, but fine. Go ahead and tell me, tell me that out loud. You know, that's, that's <laughs> fine. Whatever. You know, and, and people love to shit on the first record, Pablo Honey, which I think is actually a great record sure. for what it is. I love that like, record. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shoegaze record. They were still yep. finding their voice. They're still trying to figure out how to do what they do. No, it's not the same as in Rainbows, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, but it's their first record. Yeah. Like I said, it's it, it's like I said, they're literally my favorite band of all time. I just that song, 
I just, to me, it was just always, it's not even a miss. It's you don't not like a, the guitar solo in the... That's what I'm saying. It's not like I don't like the song. I just think that for, it's just for a band that I always looked up to in every way musically. And they were, when I used to be a lyricist, they were a huge influence on, on how I was writing lyrics. But just, yeah, that one song, especially, and I guess it's because it's in the context of that record. Sure, okay. It just sort of, to me, it just didn't fit the narrative arc of the record. If you think it would have, they could have put it on the bends and you would be like, this is okay. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Or, or or they could have done like what they did with like talk show host yeah. and given it to like a soundtrack or made it like exclusive. I love talk show host. Talk show host is an incredible song. Like, incredible yeah, song. and so something like, like something like that, you know, like it's not a bad song. I just didn't think it fit well okay. on OK Computer. Okay. And, and that lyric specific, and that lyric specifically is the thing that always just like goes like. Eh. You can get a pass. <laughs> That's all right. I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank, mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Your Honor. It's tense. I kind of felt like I just had to sit back there and let you guys really like hash that one out because yeah. I'm knowing how this is coming to fisticuffs, dude. <laughs> yeah, fucking lasers over there. Just, <laughs> steel steel am, cage match. I am intently listening. <laughs> Two Radiohead fans enter. One leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Solo, what's your last one? Okay, you guys. Uh, Madonna. Yeah. Okay. I love Madonna. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Madonna. She's great. She's a huge influence on, you know, my entire, up, like, youth and right. um, feminist fucking icon. Like, we love her, right? She's great. She's <laughs> as long as it's going to be uh, yeah. yeah I can't even say it with a straight face can't. in 2003 <laughs> she uh, released a record called American Life oh yeah I remember that record yeah. and the single title track American Life mm-hmm. is like I want to meet her someday and just be like <laughs> is, this is a joke like, <laughs> you are being funny. You're like the funniest person in the world, right? Um, but again, I don't know that she's like hilarious, right? Right. About this kind of thing, so I think she's totally serious. Um, do you guys remember this song at all? I remember it existing. I don't remember off the top of my head what it sounds. That's like. not an album that I spent much time with. No, it's okay. Do you remember um, when she rapped in it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't oh. wait to listen to this playlist. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Let me just give you a little bit. Please. Are, are you going to wrap it, though? Yeah. Fuck you yeah. have to. Well, yeah. I mean, and I'll wrap it just as well as she did. I'm yeah, sure of that. I'll that for one second. Like. Okay. I'm drinking a soy latte. I get a double shot. It goes right through my body, and you know I'm satisfied. Oh, I drive my Mini Cooper, and I'm feeling super duper. Yo, they tell me I'm a trooper, so you know I'm satisfied. I do yoga and Pilates, and the room is full of hotties, so I'm checking out the bodies, and you know I'm satisfied. I re- oh, God, I do remember this. I, it, I remember it's like it now. The last, like the it last keeps going. Of <laughs> she, why, she kept going. Why did she, need to? she didn't need to. No. She didn't need to do that. Uh, she talks about how she's got... I remember the got, song now. I remember the name of it, but now that you rapped at us, thank you. And then it's, it's like... <laughs> Do I have to change my name? Should yeah. I lose some weight? Will I be a star? It is. What is, <laughs> what is she doing here? I think, again, it's one of those things where someone's trying to use their platform to talk about things that do need to be talked about, but not everybody needs to be the person sure. to talk about it. I feel like <laughs> also, she was trying to. Make a statement. It's 2003. Sure. You know, Bush. We got Bush. Yeah. Fucking shit up. 
So, you know, she's like, I'm going to be controversial. <laughs> and I'm going to write a song about what it's like to be an American. Yeah. But through my incredibly rich and privileged yeah, I mean, that's, that's the other <laughs> thing, man. Like, man, yeah, that's the other thing, man. Whatever, whatever rich people try to sing about how tough life is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, at least she's, I feel like this has to be some kind of like tongue in cheek oh, for sure. thing happening here. But then I also am like, but you know this bitch. But you know this life, yeah. But like, you know Madonna. Uh, like, she isn't, like, she's out of her wink phase. Yeah. This right, is right, not, yeah. she is trying to be serious. And it bombs, dude. Oh. She's yeah. also got the Everybody Goes to Hollywood song. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, second yeah. song. That follows American Life. Yeah, so she's back in here. Back. <laughs> uh-huh. She's really making a fucking statement here. And the statement is, she's got a lawyer and a chef and three nannies and a car. Right, and a, right, exactly, and a, yeah. a Mini Cooper? Who's bragging about a Mini Cooper? Even in 2003. That's one of those things that like dates the song. Because it's not yeah. like Mini Coopers aren't still around. But I do remember that oh, point where like, us. yeah, where they, everyone was like, ooh, Mini Cooper. You know, like, you know, like, yeah, it dates the song in a really yeah, particular I way. This. I didn't know this for a long time, but I lived in a, in a place for a while. Um, and it was just a U-shaped building. Um, and right in the middle was a parking. And there was a Mini Cooper there that spontaneously could bust and burn down to Amazing. The, the shell. And I Googled it and it's like, oh, that's just a thing that happens. Like, decent. <laughs> they just like blow up. Well, they can't. <laughs> they it can't. Like, it was like three in the fucking morning. They can't live with themselves anymore. No, I, I, they have I, I, to. I, I, they wait. have to be. They have to destroy themselves. Yeah, and right, no dude. offense to you guys, but everybody knows every woman, especially in 2003, yeah. that the only people that really drove Mini Coopers were divorced dads. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, well, yeah, you trying, to be, trying to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing for me is I would, wouldn't fit in one if I wanted to. So, <laughs> like, no, for real. I don't fit in PT cruisers either. I don't fit in a lot of cars. Like, you can't get in a PT cruiser. No, I literally no. actually physically can't no. get into them. Same thing with, same thing with uh, Jettas. Like, um, even to this day, I don't physically fit in. I'll get Jetta, in a but Jetta, but I will not. Not get in a PT cruiser. Right. Well, because I don't want to get it was, kidnapped. Rent, it was a rental car. <laughs> but I but I literally couldn't drive it. Like it was like my head was like it, it was wild. Like yeah. <laughs> the British generally. Um Madonna. Madonna. What? Man, what a great place my to be. Fuck that song. That was rough. Yeah. Thank you for doing that again for rapping. Yeah. I had to because you need to know that latte and chate are said. <laughs> like that. It's not like no. that's how she opens her rap. That's the first line of the rap. Do you think she's just trying to rip off Ice T when he says Strange or Ice Cube? Excuse me. No, I. She doesn't know that that exists. She knows, she this reminds me of the, the Rush song where Neil Peart rapped. Does that exist? Oh yeah, people. <laughs> like, people were loose yeah. with their rapping for yeah. a very long yeah. time. And, a, yeah, Black Sabbath album with Ice T on it. Yeah. But at least it's Ice T and not Bill Ward or Ozzy trying to rap. Well, it was. I mean. Well, no, they were, yeah, it was. I'd love that. Those were tough years. Uh, <laughs> right. Although I, I would. It would have been rad to hear Dio try to rap. Mm-mm. No, it would have been terrible, but it would be hilarious for this. We'd be talking of about this it. Conversation. We'd be talking yeah, about it. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Everyone would be talking about it. Yeah. It's, I, I, I know that I'll never meet Madonna, but. This is first and foremost on my brain when I do. Hey, Ancelo, did you think it was a good idea to rap? Can you please explain American Life to me? The song. Right. I don't need the concept of the album. I want to know Mini Cooper. (laughs) Right. Soy Latte. Nice. Uh, Why do you have three nannies? I don't know. Like, what? 
couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't hire one that was good enough. Right? Do I have to lose some weight? <laughs> what fucking Jesus. Dude, that was a good one to end on. Well done. All right, Thank so you. We, we, we appreciate you guys going on that journey with us. Thank you. That was, uh, that was a hell of a ride. Right. So uh, join us in a couple weeks for uh, the second half of this episode, and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks again, Chala, for being part of this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs>